Hello and welcome to episode 84 of the FPL Hangover podcast, where we raise the bar and lower the tone all things FPL related. Game week one is wrapped up in its entirety, and now that it's all said and done, I can admit it, I am delighted to have the football back on the telly. A fantastic week for Premier League debutants as we saw goals from the likes of Gabriel, Wilson, Hendrick, uh, who else? Castagna for Leicester, he banged one in as well, all scoring in their first match for their respective clubs. Bit of a contrast with the promoted teams, all of them losing this week, suffering heavy defeats, conceding 10 goals amongst Leeds, West Brom and Fulham but that isn't the biggest talking point no especially in regards to contrasting because it's really boiled down to the Mo Salahs and the No Salahs the Egyptian king bagged a hat-trick in game week one and really put to bed that pre-season question of whether or not he should have cut his hair uh, yes, they say the FPL community are a bunch of head cases, and I say pish posh to that. Speaking of pish, he'll drink it out of a smelly welly. My podcast partner in crime, Seamus, how are you getting on, my friend? Yeah, well, I'm, uh, I'm doing good, you know. I'm not drinking uh, any beer out of wellies these days, so, you know, that's a good sign. And it could have been after... Saturday evening's game. Yeah, a bit of a slow start to the game week for you. But you got there in the end. That sounds a little bit patronizing. But I think you kind of rescued it from a from a really piss poor after Saturday to, oh, oh, wait, this is, I'll take this. I mean, you have to have taken what you got. Tell us about your game week one, Seamus. Yeah, I was in uh, Camp No Salah. And uh, it could have been an absolute shambles. Because, uh, yeah, I did go for a Liverpool player. So, uh, good idea, captain a Liverpool player, bad idea, make it Mo Salah. So, I just chose the wrong guy, and I did have a draft where I make had it both, Manny, covering mean. both, but I, oh, <laughs> make it Manny, yeah. Yeah, I went without, um, yeah, I went without Salah at all, I, mean, I, I should have had the, the double up, maybe, that was another option, but uh, I did decide against that, and in the end I got Vardy. To, to cover that up so you've got my team up there have you yeah so you'll see it there uh, Manny with the captain's armband and I think if I had both he would have still got the armband I only decided you know I want only one Liverpool player for these fixtures and for that reason I said if it's a one week punt I want to go for the excitement of someone like Sadio Mane he often plays better when the both of them start at the same time um, yeah and I was just really hoping there wouldn't be any, any penalties and these might be um, a bit better you know, they might come up and put a bit of fight, but yeah, not not just one penalty, but two. And the other thing I thought that might happen, because Henderson was a doubt. You know, he's only just back from injury, just started training. I didn't know if he was going to be ready to start. You know, Klopp didn't allude to he would definitely start. And a lot of predictions, including I think the Guardian one that I read, the starting 11 was predicted to have Milner in there. And I was like, he might even be on mm-hmm. penalties. So if only Milner had started, it could have been a totally different story. Yeah. Assuming Milner is still on penalties. I don't even know. Maybe he's not. I, I thought the same thing when I saw Milner. I think he was in the squad and I, I'm pretty sure I saw him before the match began. And when Liverpool got awarded a penalty, I was sitting beside a mate of mine and I was like, oh, well, Milner's taking this and whatever. And then Salah stepped up and I was like, oh, he actually isn't playing brilliant. And yeah, I think he, he definitely... Uh, put me at ease for the rest of the game week and I imagine that's the case for however many managers definitely should have that uh, information in front of me but however many managers captained him this week uh, it put me at ease for the rest of the game week he went on and got a late second penalty uh, to seal off the hat-trick which you know I mean I can't remember I think last week we last year we both had Sterling so we did get a hat-trick in game week one but we didn't have him captain and uh, yeah, to to start off the the season with forty point captain return, yeah, I I, w- I won't complain. <laughs> if you can't um, if you can't have a yeah, if you can't get a, like a good feeling from your game week one captain getting a hat trick, then you're playing the wrong game because it doesn't really matter if nothing else goes your way. That's forty points. You know, I finished on 49 points there, um, breaking down my team 
Uh, oh, yeah, you still have it up there. So I went McCarthy, McCarthy and Golds. They surprisingly, I thought, lost to Crystal Palace, although I think people were kind of writing off Crystal Palace a small bit early, considering, you know, they still are a good team and have always been tight at the back. And Gaita did what he did and kept uh, a clean sheet and three bonus with uh, a lot of saves. I haven't watched the game, so I can't say how you know bad Southampton were at attacking and whether they should have scored. Maybe you can tell tell me that or not. I did but, watch uh, the games uh, because unlike you, I I take this pretty seriously, Seamus, and I felt it was my moral obligation to watch every single game on Saturday. No, I just, I was off and I did make a big deal of watching the football. So I did watch the match um, and Crystal Palace were well worth their win. Southampton's defence was pretty shocking. I can't say their attack was much better, but... Um, I think, you know, like you, you're underselling Southampton's assets assets a little bit, Seamus, you were saying people were writing off Crystal Palace. I think it was more so Southampton have a decent bunch of fixtures and are really nicely priced. So it's no big shock to see the likes of, you know, a cheap striker. I'm going to say cheap. I mean, Danny Ings, 8.5. I think, you know, considering the lack of forwards out there this season, 8.5 is relatively well-priced. Uh, there's no shock to see him highly owned going into this kind of game week one match. The likes of Shea Adams, he was another budget enabler. And I'm pretty sure you would have seen a lot more like the likes of Stuart Armstrong's injury just before the game week one began. That kind of... He was in a lot of teams. He was highly talked about. But they have a really nice bunch of fixtures after their Spurs match. And even their Spurs match, I'm not too worried about playing McCarthy in goals. Do you know? Like, I'm going, okay. You have him as well. Yeah. I mean, all that to say, you know, two points for McCarthy. Okay, but (laughs) I I didn't have any more. A lot of my drafts had more um, Southampton players. But I definitely didn't want to double up. Uh, I didn't have Kyle Walker-Peters, who got sent off, but then had it rescinded so that was uh, lucky or fortunate at least for his owners uh, I had Trent who I think everyone has only the one point from him uh, and I mentioned Mane as well those are my two Liverpool coverages and four points for Mane as my captain I had Aubameyang so when Aubameyang scored got seven points in the first game I was like okay I can take that you know I was hoping for a big score from yeah. Mane and even when it was 2-0 at half time and Salah had uh or was it 3-2 maybe? Yeah, it was 3-2. And Salah had two goals. I was still thinking, right, there's still time for Mane to do something in in, in this half. Um, didn't quite happen. And he just didn't have his shooting boots on, which is strange because, you know, Salah, he's shown pre- good preseason form. Salah, who hasn't shown good preseason form, like absolutely smashed his his second goal. The other two were penalties, okay? So, I mean, like he did well with those, but you're expecting to score. He smashed his, his other He did. Finish. I think the second goal was was top drawer and I like regardless of the fact the two of them were penalties I was more taken back by the fact that he looked incredibly sharp he looked ridiculously hungry and wanted to fucking uh, you know you just could see it out there and that was a yeah. It was a little refreshing to see because, you know, as you said, his preseason wasn't the best. People were a little bit worried. Lots of Salah kind of doubt crept in the last couple of game weeks. And I think it affected you a little bit, but you did have your heart set on going Mane uh, this year. You made that kind of a point of that. And I think you just got a little bit unlucky, as did all the Mane owners, because next week Mane will get two and, and Salah will get none. Do you know, that's kind of how I... That's yeah. the thing. That's it. You said it, but I've uh, I've planned to get off him anyway, and it makes it a whole lot easier now that he's blanked. If I had Mo Salah, I would be kind of questioning: Do I really want to sell Mo Salah after a hat trick? You know, uh, Chelsea are they really that good defensively? You know, they still started tonight with as uh, not as Blaqueta, but um, Christensen and Zuma centre back. So you're kind of and Alonso there too. So you're kind of going, you know, are they are, are you know? City going to or Liverpool going to score a few past them? You would think there's goals there. So I think if Brighton, it's easy for me. It's easy for me. I'm getting rid of Mane and Bruno's coming in because he's got a home game against Crystal Palace. Yeah. You know, and if the, the only decision for me is when to get him in or do I wait or, you know, do I get Rashford maybe instead? In That's midfield? going to be the question plaguing a lot of FPL managers this week. And I think it's unlike most seasons this year, game week two is going to tell a pretty big story. Um, in terms of like with Manchester United and Manchester City both coming back into play this this uh, game week, you're going. I don't know if we've seen that, and I don't. I don't want to, you know, 
trundle on about it too long but um i'm i'm looking forward to next week's episode and kind of getting to sit back and look at what happened look at what players people kind of went for and you know while we're talking about players we were talking last week about the ownership or the amount of players in the game like just there at game week one deadline it was 5.9 million or something like that and it's now gone up over the six mark so we're kind of getting back to the the amount of players that uh, we're used to seeing yeah and you're seeing it with the transfers the net transfers in you're looking at uh I have a lot of people going, who are all these people transferring in, you know, Salah and uh, Kevin De Bruyne and stuff like that? And, you know, why is there so much transfer activity? Well, simply put, there's about 200,000 managers who missed the game week one deadline and wants to get a team in now here in game week two. So they're transferring these guys in. There's also a few wildcards there, I'm, I'm sure of as well. But, uh, yeah, um, if he was doing it now, starting game week two, you know, you'd be going Salah over Mane. Anyway, so Mane will see sales and... Uh, I think I'll be Let one me of ask. Them. That was that was the main decision yeah. I got wrong. The rest hundred percent. Okay. That was the big one. Uh, you what you banged? I was going to ask you a question there, but we can get to it later. What you did smash this week was your yeah, Vardy call. I mean, it's not like it was the most, you know, kind of subtle of picks, but it was definitely a super solid pick that I've heard a lot of you know good FPL managers talking about Vardy and the consistency that he brings to the. You know, to to the game, and yeah, this week again, a classic Vardy doesn't really look like much until seventy odd minutes, and all of a sudden he ends the match with two goals and I don't know if you get three bonus points, yeah, which yeah. you know obviously pissed off someone like me who was looking at you floundering in the first uh, day and was just like, okay, if, if Vardy, which is his big big differential, doesn't do much, then I'm laughing. Nope. He gets two goals with fifty. You still though. made you still made a lot of points in me, you bastard. Don't uh, don't <laughs> don't get uh, well, too I'm smug. Not, still made it's it. not smugness. It's it's. Or not too smug. Don't get too bitter. <laughs> you know you have a you have a right to be smug. I got the the Manny captain decision right uh, wrong, and you got your Salah captain decision right. So look, you nailed the captaincy. To just finish on, I don't want to keep harping on about Salah, but. I just did not see a twenty point or what would have been an eighteen point difference between Salah and Manny. Last year, Salah didn't have a single 20-point-plus score. Um, this year, he's done it in the very first game week. Yeah. You know, what can I say? Well, I mean, I, they've I always been there, fairly Shanks. close. Usually, I would correct you there, because last year, I believe the only reason you beat me was Salah having a pretty big fucking score in the double game week. So... Yeah, I think it was 15 points, wasn't it? Triple captain got, got you 45. No, it was more than that. Wasn't it not, like, fucking 20-odd? Or 20 no, he didn't have a single. The only person for Liverpool who got 20 points in a game week last season was... Because um, he blanked in the first game, if you recall. Um, but he got, what, two goals but, and assists in the second? Uh, yeah, well, uh, look, that's what, according to my notes. We're not, I, I shouldn't have even went down this way. <laughs> Don't make me doubt I my notes. I instantly believe now I need. Now I need to check this but out. Look, get, but, uh, yeah, Trent is the only one that got 20-plus points that I have in my notes. I'm actually going to check this now because now you've got me paranoid. So you talk well, there for what a I'm going to say is we don't need to do no checking. What I want to ask you is are you happy with 49 points uh, coming out of this game week? Yeah, overall rank of 2.7 mil. Is that a green? Is that a red? I suppose technically it's a green if you look at how many players there are. It's a, it's, it's a grey. It's a grey arrow. Everything's grey in uh, game week one. You know, you don't move up, you don't move down. It's just your starting position. And I'll take 2.6 or was it 2.7, 2.6 million. Um, that's fine. It's not what I wanted. I wanted to be in the top million, um, but gives me a place to climb to. I think my team is pretty good. Um, don't really want Mane, but if Mane becomes Bruno, my team is nicely set up for next week. Uh, Vinagra not playing this week. That was one of my other players. That was a balls. He, yeah, it doesn't look like he's going to start possibly. So I don't know. Yeah. And I'll have to, I'll have to fix him, but he, he wouldn't have played against Man City this coming week anyway. Matt Doherty nearly had a goal. Um, he was like one-on-one. Harry Kane played it over, shot, shot a point blank range which was saved by Pickford, the bastard. Uh, <laughs> Justin also got me nine points for uh, Leicester. He won a penalty, which Vardy converted. And uh, Sam Maximum did nothing. Mitrovic did nothing. And Werner won a penalty. So, yeah, there was five penalties in eight eight games this weekend. And Man United have you know, yet to long. play. So, God knows yeah. how many there'll be but, next no. week. But we'll both have 
Fernandez in our teams. Uh, this week I'll be shifting out Sun. It's a very popular move I'm, I'm seeing according to FPL statistics. Is that uh, yeah, Sun to Fernandez is a very popular move. You can see my team there, seventy four points all in all, five hundred eighty one thousand. Um, yeah, I'm very happy with that. It's a fucking you know two quarters of a hundo opening game week smashed the captain had salah um that's something i'm really planning on focusing on this year is the captain decisions i listened to fpl black box their uh, their second episode was out just before the game week and that's mark sutherland's and as from the scout really recommend checking that out it's on youtube and, and spotify but they were went in a Onto, you know, onto a big spiel of captains and, and uh, you know, reviewed a couple of good pundits and their thoughts on it. And it just had me thinking. And that's going to be my focus this year is, you know, maybe just not being as much of an idiot with my captain. It's all well and good saying that after I've got the, you know, the first one right. If I fuck it up next week, I probably wouldn't have gone into this. But in general, my team, pretty similar to yourself, Seamus. You know, I was on Aubameyang as well. I did have a couple of differentials with Eric Dyer, I thought. Um, he was kind of a little a little treat for myself that I was going into the season with. I'm not too convinced on Spurs. As I said, I'll be jumping off Sun this week, but they do have a decent set of opening fixtures. They're away to Southampton next week, following that with a home match against Newcastle, away to United, then at home to West Ham and away to Burnley. I think they're against teams that aren't prolific goal-scoring teams, with the exception of, of Man United. And um, Southampton's rather tootless performance against Crystal Palace at the weekend gives me, you know, hope that this dire move could still work out. Um, that uh, To yeah. say, you know, I'm saying that Everton ripped Spurs open quite a bit at the weekend, and I think they are one of the main talking points in terms of where managers can look to that they may not have already invested in this season. And you're looking straight to the likes of Everton, Seamus. Yeah, well, I'm not looking to get anyone in this week, but their next three games are actually really, really nice. If you, if I was taking a hit this week, you know, um, and I was downgrading, and my plan is to go Mane to Bruno, that would free up 1.5. I have 0.5 in the bank. That would allow me to um, upgrade Mitrovic to, yeah, both Richarlison, either Richarlison or uh, Calvert-Lewin. It would allow me to go St. Maximin up to 7.5, which would allow me to get James Rodriguez, my namesake, as I say. So that could uh, I could do any of those moves for a, for a hit, and that couldn't that might even be a bad idea. I'm giving myself ideas now, so maybe I want to do that. But I can't. If, if there's one thing I don't I, want I people I, uh, getting from this podcast, Seamus, it's ideas. Okay. Well, I don't think it's a problem hitting early on this season. We we actually have a question about it, so I'll address it more so there. But uh, yeah, you said you had dire. I had dire in uh, my team quite a bit from the end. I was going to put Sice in for a five million player when I thought Fanagra was off, but I was reassured by the comments from. Uh, uh, Nuno during the week so it sounded like yeah it's going to take some time for the new signing Marcel to, to, to get used to the system and stuff so I thought okay Vinagre will play he didn't and uh, you know I kept him in there to my you know expense and I upgraded Dyer then to Doherty because uh, and look immediately when he was played through I was one of those but going <gasps> forward like with, with Spurs defence like, how do you feel now with their upcoming fixtures that you have Doherty you're happy obviously to just let him there yeah, I like the whole. I don't like having to rotate them too much. I mean, if I'm going to rotate players, I want to rotate cheapies. And like, I play, I play Doherty for Spurs against Man City. You know, he can pop up with a goal, assist. Um, Josie likes to park the bus against bigger teams. Uh, they're usually pretty tight anyway. Spurs. They were good at the second half after the restart. Clean sheet wise, uh, Jose seems to have a positive influence on the defense. So, yeah, I was happy to go with Darty. I don't know if he'll have as much attacking output as he did with Wolves, but I still think he'll be good yeah, value. No, that's fair enough. And I think I've gotten in pretty cheap with Dyer. Um, I don't know how convinced I am with Darty right now. He looked pretty knackered in that Spurs game. Um, I don't know how, like, you know, Marina was going on about, uh, you know, he's just not fit. I don't know, in terms of, I've said I don't know a lot, but like Wolves to the outfit that Spurs set up, I there's a lot of differences between what he's used to, you know, playing with three in front of him and three behind him, and now all of a sudden he's expected to track back, and he was fucked at, at the end of that match, so Doherty to me this season, it's, it's cast a doubt 
on whether he'll kind of repeat the performances we've known. But I'm in there with Dyer, and I do think um, you know Spurs could be a place to go for relatively clean sheet, you know, relatively cheap clean sheets. We did both go for Vernon this week, and he delivered an assist. Before we move on, um, we're both. Pr- I'm pretty happy with that. I'm speaking for you there, Seamus. My apologies, but um, I just wanted something yeah, to I tip am. away. I I didn't even want him to go mad this week in terms of when you don't have someone captained. You're like, I want to make sure I've made the right, something to to let me know I've made the right choice, but not to yep. make me fucking fall down the the ranks. And five point return, I'm I'll take that uh, opening game of the season. Chelsea scoring three. Yeah, that was solid, and uh, yeah, similar to the Aubameyang um, captaincy, where I, you know, non-captaincy, I should say, in the very opening game, I was like seven points for him, five points for Werner. That tells me, you know, I was right in my uh, assumption that you know there would be goals in the Liverpool game, and that would be where the captain would be. But when there's four goals, you definitely think Mane's gonna have one. <laughs> Are you one back goal to Mane? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I didn't mention. I, I, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Well, what I will say is that the spot I, I freed up Salah from did become Vardy in the end because he was going to be Kai Havertz. And if I went Kai Havertz instead of Vardy, I could be crying into my soup. Right yes, now. he didn't. He didn't get anything this evening, Seamus, did he? I mean, we were going through it. Uh, no. So no. a solid two point return from his owners there, unless he picked up a book in that I'm uh, ignorant of. But I think Dale have just been happy he fucking started. Uh, you know, like I wasn't even sure he'd he'd get a place in the opening day lineup, but he did begin, and I'm sure may, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's the hope that has killed those Havertz owners right now, and they're they were elated at eight, you know, quarter past seven when they announced the team, and by ten o'clock, you know, crying themselves to sleep once again. Yeah, I didn't see this future Ballon d'Or winner that um, a lot of people have been talking about. I think that might be a few seasons on the line and i'm sure he will become good but um new new team new system needs to fit in um again i will say i only kind of had one eye on the match while we were getting prepped for this pod so i may have missed lows maybe he was sensational but certainly didn't stand out to me you know Werner looked good anytime i saw him he, he looked pretty good there um maybe could have uh, could have had more possibly but yeah it's uh, Reese James that took all the, the plaudits in that game with uh, an assist and then a cracking goal. So, yeah, if you went in on him, I think he's only like 5% owned. What do you're laughing. you make of Reese James playing right back and Aspilicueta on the bench? Does that worry you? Uh, no, I just think that's Aspilicueta just not quite fit yet because I think Aspilicueta or Reese James would play left back um, if they were both fit. Uh, or Aspilicueta could play centre back. I don't know if he plays centre back in the back too, but maybe he would. I don't know. Um, but I think Reese James is going to be on for a fine season. Um, it's not the same thing, but if it was like uh, Football Index or something like that, I think he's probably a, a fine James player. So we're not sponsored by so, Football um, Index. So if you could re- retract that, that would be fantastic, please. Okay, just yeah, cut this part cut. out. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Reese James, uh, he's <laughs> definitely been picked up by a few managers. I've seen him floating around in quite a few teams. And. Uh, we actually scoffed a little bit once um once the Chelsea go once the Brighton's goal had gone in, we were like, Oh well there's the Reese James clean sheet gun and uh had no longer you know, no, no sooner had we stopped laughing than he'd stuck the ball in the back of the net and uh we were forced to eat yeah. our words. But look, he's something we're gonna be looking at. Chelsea do have a tough one coming up this week against Liverpool, so it affords us a bit of a bit of kinda, you know, breeding space before we move on to this week's drunk tank Seamus like I th- I suppose one of the biggest disappoints appointments this ugh, Jesus one of the biggest disappointments this week was Mitrovic not starting for Fulham he was a player that like I suppose in hindsight I feel a bit silly for not thinking he wouldn't you know not thinking that he would uh, he, he would be on the bench but yeah, I was surprised, and I just kind of had to chuggle. Here we go, straight away. Start of the FBL season. Uh, my supposed um, kind of you know cheap differential striker is you know sitting pretty and delivers a one point haul. Not that I expected much more. That was the thing. Like I was, I was fully expecting a two, but um, now I'm a little bit worried that he mightn't start against Leeds. Do you know that kind of way? 
Well, I said the same thing um, discussing this with other people. He got one point less than I expected from this game, so I'm not going to panic. Um, like you said, the one thing you might be concerned about is his op- you know, potential to start, but he started all their games pretty much last year where he was available, and he is their number one striker, so there's nothing to suggest he's going to be dropped. Um, he came back and during the international break after coming back from injury, he played both his uh, country's games. Uh, scored in one of them so he uh yeah i think it's just match fitness he came on you know they obviously gave kamara the the, the start but um they you didn't know, impress that much so I, I imagine he's going to be back for leads uh if not leads soon after they've got nice he's got nice fixtures and i don't want to waste um a transfer on that third forward spot you know my cheap third forward you know even if he doesn't play leads home aston villa after that it's going to keep him. Let him no, sit there. It is, it is. And that's enough looking back at game week one. It's time to move on now and throw it out to the FPL community. It's time, folks, for the drunk tank. So, Seamus, uh, we've got question number one. It's FPL dad. He's uh, what's, what's he asking this week? Yeah, he's uh, at that FPL and... He wants to know, is it wrong to be snug, smug after half a good game week? Now, this was uh, asked before tonight's games, and uh, he said he's not asking for himself, but for a friend. What I do you think? think? It's... <laughs> should you enjoy yourself if you, you had a good opening half of the game week, or should you wait until the game week's over before gleefully rubbing your hands? I think there's an etiquette to it. Um, like I always like to turn to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and uh, you know do... you know do unto others as you would have done unto you so <laughs> that's how i approach social media but i mean i i personally think it's a wild west out there anyway so social media wise do what the the you know whatever you want but friends wise you know have a little bit of decor you know unless they're cunts and then just absolutely tear them up every time but like this week now salah i was pretty pretty polite in you know not going mad in the chat about my captain getting a hat trick knowing that you know you didn't have him at all so that was a 40 point fucking swing right there so i was pretty like you know i kept this uh civil you know you do you wouldn't have done yeah that. see part of me thinks part of me thinks you know and this is what fpl is all about part of me thinks fpl is all about like putting the boot in and something like that i think that you know you should be um and laying in and going oh Seamus you're such an idiot what are you doing could have told you this I was trying to tell you you know and just part of me thinks that's what you'd be doing I mean the other part of me sees that we both recognize the uh the toll that this can take on like your your mental health almost uh when you have a bad game week now like you seem to you said it on a different pod that uh I take a bad game week very badly. I don't think I do too much. I think it'll affect You're my mood. You're getting worse. But I don't think it's going to... You're gonna... getting worse. That's, that's the Am thing I... with you. Yeah. Maybe is 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 that is that why you're you're not putting the boot in? I think you should be putting the boot in. If I um, put the boot in, small bit, because I'll just ignore you. I'll just ignore you if it's enough. I'm afraid there won't be an episode 85 if I put the boot in too much. But no, I mean, like, look, I'm not gonna fucking pretend to that I was too virtuous here. It was more of a, I don't know what the fuck, you know, his team is gonna do, and or what Manny is gonna do because, as you mentioned earlier, like. It's to me, I, I I don't think this is a perfect example of the season in like Salah dominating Mane. Mane, I think this will be far more even as the season pans out, and we've seen Mane score late goals and you know vice versa with Salah. But until the final whistle, I was not you know che- cheering at all because uh, I was fully expecting Mane to you know bang in a late goal just to you know take away some of the joy so maybe that's what it is maybe i'm not being nice i'm just uh you know being playing safe safe. i've been burnt too many times no but even after the final whistle you uh you 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 might have put something up in the chat you know but you uh might have just been a smiley face as opposed to anything else but even i I, I was in heavy shooting boots on i'll tell you what i put in the the chat james i put um, something what I thought was very, you know, mildly passive aggressive. I just said, Salah looks very sharp today after he scored. 
Scorsese's tree goes, <laughs> which, <laughs> and you just responded simply, yeah. I definitely agree with this. Uh, even though I don't actually think that's what the message you responded to was, but yeah, no, um, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's up to you, FPL dad, or at dad FPL. Is it wrong to be smug? What is wrong? Do you know, you go to a different part of the world and they'll give you a whole different answer. And this is a global game. Yeah, enjoy enjoy your wins when you get them because there's going to be lots of depressions in the season. Um, you know, there's going to be peaks and troughs and uh, you get a peak, enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I try when I have a good week, try to be respectful on Twitter. But I think if I have a good week in a personal group, then I might be a bit more intolerable towards you and the rest of the guys in our, our mini leagues you're the worst possibly. you're the worst you... Uh, when you have a when something's going right like I was very surprised that you didn't comment on Jamie Vardy with his second goal like oh boy my week has been saved or blah, blah, something you'd usually fucking do yeah so yeah you are the worst but moving on to question two another regular for the FBL hangover Seamus it's a uh, Mr. Moriarty yeah Tom um Love this man. Uh, he's at one Tom Moriarty. If you want to follow him back, guys, he has asked uh, thoughts on the best midfield mix with United and City assets back and uh, Son and Ali being poor in the first game, plus an excellent performance by James Rodriguez. So he's kind of in what way I take that is what's the best way to mix in Man City and Man United players into your team over the next week, two weeks, three weeks, and also keeping an eye on James Rodriguez. What do you think? I... Initially, when I read the question, I thought, oh, that's a good one. But, you know, fuck, that's a bit of a, uh, you know, a head scratcher. And then I was like, no, 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 you're falling into that same trap you fell into that you, you try not to fall into this season, whereby you overthink things and forget about what your original plan was. And my original plan is Aubameyang to KDB, Son to Fernandez. So my answer is that it's KDB and Fernandez. Um, everything else is a kind of peripheral option. So there two of my top targets this year were Fernandez, KDB, and obviously Salah's there as well. So, you know, yeah. I'm just sticking with that. That's the best mid mix, if you ask me. I think there are two, uh, you know, KDB speaks for himself. We've gone into this a million times, and Tom's well aware of, you know, what KDB is capable of. Uh, Fernandez, he's someone that, if I'm wrong, like, you know, if this, that, you know, pre or post lockdown kind of run was a fluke. Like you can come down from that. So I mean, maybe you come down as far as Rashford if you still want to stick with Man United. You know, for at a nine point five. But right now, yeah. as the land lies, Fernandez to me is uh, is my top target for United. And Son Ali poor in the first game, but excellent performance by James Rodriguez. Yeah, as we mentioned already. Uh, Rodriguez is someone that turned my eye this week in reg- like I just I really was uh, I don't think I, when he was a wait and see but I don't know how much I was going to watch him you know, the kind of I was like I'll just I'll figure it out but I caught the, Spur- the Everton game and uh, yeah no he, he completely caught my eye and as soon as I suppose I'm settled with my Man United and Man City transfers that's when I'll start looking a bit closer at Everton and we'll have a lot more info then the only thing with uh, that kind of policy is you're going to miss James Rodriguez's um, great yeah. games. The next three games are especially nice. I'm just going to pull them up here. Um, they have two home games. Uh, I think West, West Brom, Brom next. Sorry, yeah, West Brom at home, Palace away, Brighton at home. So if you're kind of waiting to get in, you know, United and City in games week two and three, you're really only going to catch Brighton uh, from that three-week run. So it could be worth taking a hit as i said there a while ago i don't know if i said it in this or our discussion pre-pod um my move this week i again like you i have my moves planned out and my move is Mane to, to um to fernandez bruno so that kind of answers my question there tom i think bruno is the guy to have there even more so than martial i just think with martial's reclassification as a forward he'll just get less points and i think bruno will be better um rashford could over the course of the season you know, be a good punt, but you're kind of you're kind of relying on him improving or continuing to improve without penalties, and Bruno to regress. I think Bruno will be the highest point scorer at Man United in FPL this season, so uh, he's the best to get. He's priced at ten point five; it's a great price. Get him in. That saves me a million and a half. As I said, with the half a million in the bank, I could make 
uh, say maximum uh, Hamez now. But do I want to? Okay, because while as good as Hamez looked, Rodriguez on the pitch the last day didn't really I can, that I can recall. And I must look over it again because, as I said, I was in and out and I missed parts of the match. Don't recall him having a great uh, chance. Like, do we have the stats? Did he have any? We'll get our producers to pull them right up for us, Seamus. Give me five. No, we won't have the stats. Uh, I don't know if he got if the stats, but like not to use a cliche, but the eye test in terms of what he was kind of creating in front of him and um, the kind of, I suppose, just the overall effect he was having on the Everton team. That was the big thing for me. But I'm going to wait until it starts translating into fantasy returns a little bit. I mean... No, totally. That's that's what I think is the important thing to take away from this. Like he looked, he passed the eye test. That they call it the eye test. I know you don't like that phrase, but like that's that's a whole different thing. You know, FPL. You don't get like in Gola Kante passes the eye test. You don't want him in FPL. Okay. I, although we did have that discussion game week one last season. I would like to <laughs> imagine that the uh, eye test at this stage incorporates FPL. You know, into it. Like for me. When I say the eye test, I'm not talking about if I put him in my football team. I'm talking about if I put him in my FPL team, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, that's what's going to be dependent on here. How does he look from uh, that point of view? And I'm just not uh, convincing that just yet. I think I'm going to want to wait. And, yeah, it's... Yeah, I'm going to... I think I'm going to wait. Fucking struggling here to get his fucking you stats. You shouldn't be doing this life. I've warned F- you. I've warned you. But yeah. moving on to... But I haven't seen the game enough to, to comment on that. But I think uh, De Bruyne, just to finish off his other question, other part of that question, is uh, De Bruyne is the guy I'm going to go for for that. But he'll come in in game week three for Aubameyang when Aubameyang's fixtures turn. But Aubameyang is probably going to be my captain this week in, against West Ham. Um, West Ham look at, in a bit of a state. Um, they were shit this week against um, Newcastle. So Aubameyang will be my captain in a home fixture. And then... Bruno will come in. Although I am tempted to give Bruno the armband, but I think after last week, I just got to play it a bit safer. Yeah. Well, maybe a little less about you and a little bit more about everyone else. And everyone else means question three, FBL fairy. Uh, what's he going on? I think he's Australian, yeah? Well, Irish in Australia. Uh, no, he's an Irish lad. Yeah, as you said, in Australia. Um, Steve is his name, at FPL fairy, if you want to follow him. Um, really sound guy uh, I was chatting to him the last day on Zoom as well in fact so I got to see him and uh, he definitely knows he's FPL um, so he's also like he. You, I can see why he thought he was Australian because he starts off with G'day a, a little nod a subtle nod yeah uh, what team should be targeted for transfers once we get United and City assets into our squad so that's kind of following on from Tom's question there you know what's the mix we want in midfield uh, we've answered that and uh, you know who do we want after that so you seem keen on Rodriguez or James. Are we going to call him James or are we going to call him Rodriguez this season? I don't know. we got to decide in this now. This is an early season decision we need to make and yeah, stick with. Yeah, fair enough. It's probably the most important decision we'll make all episode. We'll go with James just because you keep, you know, angling for the namesake. So I, I don't mind. So I, I'll play into that. Yeah. So you like you like James. I'm not convinced on him yet. I think he makes Rich. I think he makes a team better. So well, I the question think is what Charlison teams should we be targeted? And I would say Everton as opposed to Rodriguez to yeah, get me okay. just to to clarify <laughs> yeah Everton 100% I'm interested in Calvert-Lewin more now um, I wasn't sure what way they would line up and uh, would they play one up front two up front but uh, yeah I like um, Calvert-Lewin he scored a great header against Spurs um, I think he's the, the they're the team I'd be looking at um, even the likes of yeah. Dean uh, right back uh, look good Coleman we discussed Coleman uh, there was a lot of people saying he mightn't get much game time this year. Is he past it? I don't think he's past it. He put Manny in his pocket last season in the Merseyside Derby. And uh, yeah, I think uh, Coleman could be somebody who might find his way into my team if I can't reach for, for Dean. So those that's the one team that I like to look at. Um, How about you? I mean, I'm going to take a bit of a cheeky way out for this. And you're right in regards to Everton. But considering we only have... You know, we only have the one game week's worth of data. Like we could talk about Leeds; they look pretty uh, decent against Liverpool. But I would like kind of basically once the question is, you know, once the United and City assets have been moved into our squads, what are you looking at? And for me, it's Wolves. You know, um, they beat Sheffield United tonight two 0 Man City in game week two 
toughy. So, I mean, yeah, they hammered, they beat him twice last year, and I'm not ruling him out against them this game week, but I won't be targeting their assets. It's afterwards. Game week three, four, five, six. West Ham United, Fulham, Leeds, Newcastle, all in those four. Um, that's a bunch of fixtures that I need to get on. And I hope to have the City and United kind of cover moved into my team and be looking at the likes of a Jimenez. He banged in uh, his classic, uh, you know, one goal return tonight. Did he get bonus points in that, Seamus? Do you know? Um, he, uh, he did. Yeah, I think he, he got two. I think he finished with eight points. I'll have to double check on live FPL. He did net. also, little plug for live FPL there, well done. Um, but uh, he did also hit the post with uh, from a corner um, in the second half as well and just looked great um, in like pretty much what he was last season. So he's someone I'm looking at, like, I... He's, you know, knocking on the door of um, a must-have for me at the moment. And, you know, Traore started this evening. He's 6.5. That's a decent option as well, especially with people with the likes of Maximins and stuff that are looking maybe to jump off in a few weeks. Their fixtures are just turning absolute gold. So, Steve, that's that's the team I'm looking to focus on as soon as the City and United assets are out of the way. Yeah, can't argue. They have amazing fixtures between uh, 3 and 7. Um, particularly between the four and seven games, the West Ham away, yeah, that's going to be a good one. Um, I haven't got any plans to get them in. I may have to go without them. Um, personally, I I have an Agra. Assuming he's not starting, he'll probably become size or something like that. If you're thinking of getting Jimenez in, like Traore played right wing back today, so that's a bit more defensive and deeper than we would normally like, especially if he's classed as yeah. a midfielder. He's classed as a defender and is going to get clean sheets. Yeah, we like that probably. But um, as a midfielder, not so much. If you're getting him and his in, does that mean you're getting rid of... Uh, who are you getting rid of? Are you going to try and upgrade Mitrovic or are you talking about just your own team? Are you going to get rid of uh, uh, Werner? Well, so I have at present three strikers. I went with the Shea Adams and Werner and Mitrovic route. So it's possible mm-hmm. I drop... Shea down to 4.5 and upgrade Mitrovic to, an, uh, to a Jimenez and play you know a much more solid 4-4-2 maybe 3-5-2 if I'm if I'm lucky depending on my team oh the cat's the cat's going yeah. absolute ballistic say say hi to Joe but um, he's been let out now so he should behave himself hopefully he didn't bring any mice in this week but uh, yeah no um, so that's kind of my plan in regards to Wolves and uh, getting Jimenez I think it's completely possible uh, for me just that's why I put the extra money in my forward so I could you know um, I just have it there sitting there now if I need to if I need to do something so yeah uh, Seamus you're going to have to do without Wolves because I feel like in a couple but I feel like in a couple of weeks we're going to be looking back and going uh, yeah that's that's where you made your mistake Seamus you were too clever you went off on James Rodriguez just because just because yeah. he's your namesake. I'm going to hammer that one home for the, the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I could be blindsided by uh, by the similarities in name have, and, you know, football yeah, ability. You'll have to ask uh, FPL Raptor or something for some psychological term for uh, that. I, I, know, I know it in my head somewhere, but I can't remember. Uh, moving on to question number four, I think it is. And uh, another frequent uh, listener to the show. Yeah, this is uh, Nuclear Adams, who goes by the handle at Adams underscore Nuclear on Twitter. He's wondering which goalkeeper is the best option alongside McCarthy in goals. Is it Ryan or is it Martinez, since he's probably moving to Aston Villa? So basically he's kind of going Brighton or um, Aston Villa alongside McCarthy. You know, what do you think? Uh, now, he has, he, I mean, he's asked, I don't think he's asking, you know, for all the teams because he doesn't want a 5.0. He's looking for a 4.5 option there. Any thoughts yourself to pair alongside uh, McCarthy? Would you go for uh, Brighton in Ryan or Martinez? Yeah, I mean, or I'm going to have... Assume he goes to Villa. Assume he goes to Villa, which I don't like to assume. But um, even if he did go to Villa, I don't know how, how how convinced I am at a four, you know, at a 4.5 kind of rotating keeper option. But again, maybe I'm just being too blind and I'm not giving nuclear he's you know just desserts here with the question but i'm kind of looking at you know your classic 4.5 4.0 option you know i've looked i looked at a few of the rotating options i saw you know the likes of um i think it's is it leicester and and burnley they have uh, decent rotating fixtures and and stuff like that but i just wasn't convinced and uh, i feel like it's a bit of a headache so if it's me 
I mean, I have Ryan, so he's obviously the answer I'm going to go in. Um, Seamus, I do want to pull you up on how come uh, Alex McCarthy doesn't get the same affection that James Rodriguez gets when it comes to your namesakes. Um, simple. Oh, who wants to play? Who wants to play in goals? Oh, it's like the he's a goalkeeper. He's obviously yeah. a cycle. It's like know. the you know so. the bass player of of uh, heavy metal music. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What are you thinking in regards to best option alongside McCarthy? Well, here's the thing. The first thing I look at if I'm looking at defensive rotations, including goalkeepers, um, are what bad fixtures do Southampton have in the next? Uh, so I've looked up here as far as far as game week ten. Okay, so game weeks two and ten, uh, and their worst fixtures are probably this coming week in game week two against at home to Spurs. Game week five, they're away to Chelsea, and then game weeks nine and ten, they're away to Wolves, home to United. So you're going to want to find somebody with good fixtures in, you know, maybe like two, certainly five, nine, and ten. So like, who's got the best fixtures in those? Doesn't really look to be Aston Villa. You know, in game week five, they play Leicester away, and they. Uh, who they play then? Uh, that's okay, actually. Yeah, so maybe Aston Villa looked oh, the better. You know, you're looking Brighton at things that your audio two, listeners five, can't hear, right? Uh, or can't see. Yeah, yeah. So in game week two, five, and nine, you're not going to get like a clean set of fixtures where you're always going to have a good one. There's going to be a week there. If you went with Ryan, for example, in game week ten, you're either going to have to play Ryan and goals at at home to Liverpool. Or you'll have to play Southampton or McCarthy at home to United. So you're not going to get a clean slate. There's going to be some sacrifice there. I don't think you want to go double because you should just play them against the tough teams because they'll rack up save points. And if they get an unexpected clean sheet, say in that game you go for Ryan uh, and you start uh, McCarthy at home to Man United in game week 10. And what happens if Ryan keeps a clean sheet then at home to Liverpool? You've picked the wrong goalkeeper. You're going to be pulling your hair out. So... I don't think it's worth it for me. Just get a get a four yeah. point no, I'm with, Put that money on. I'm square. with you. But if you're going, maybe Aston Villa if he goes there. But you have to wait until he actually signs. And there. I hate to be a little bit cruel, but like this is something you should have decided before the game we kicked off. In the sense that, do not waste <laughs> a fucking transfer on a four point five goalkeeper right now. Simple as that. Uh, I'm sure it can be put to yeah. the, to somewhere of better use in your team. Um, but thanks for the question, and I'm sorry if I came across like a bit of a dick there, <laughs> Nukes. Uh, moving on to the next question, this is from a Mr. Glenjamin. Uh, in your eyes, what well, I'm reading this to you now, James, because it's not from Twitter. In your eyes, what was the biggest surprise in game week one? What was the biggest surprise? Uh, the biggest yeah. surprise? Um, I'm going to go fixture-wise here. I would probably say Southampton losing to Palace more so than Spurs losing to Everton. Ooh, interesting one. The biggest surprise. Yeah, I think that's fair, especially with me mouthing on about Southampton at the, the start. I think for me, just to kind of play devil's advocate, it, the biggest surprise was the Liverpool-Leeds match actually you know, delivering on its promises, which I wasn't expecting. I mean, I could throw the knife into Glenn here and say Spurs getting their asses handed to them by Everton but I won't and I'll go back to yeah Leeds and Liverpool that match completely lived up to uh, its expectations another 4-3 which it was like I you know was I'm sure there would have been some people putting kind of member berry bets on that before the game kicked off uh, so that was the biggest surprise and Leeds kind of I was expecting it to be a bit of a dour affair maybe Liverpool come away with a 1-0 victory and Leeds looked tight. But Leeds looked uh, interesting and like we kind of touched on Everton and Wolves. But they're another team that wants their fixtures clean up a little yeah. bit in in like lovely one this week. But it is followed by kind of away to Sheffield at home to Man City. It's They all scream to me, wait and see, kind of get a bit more information is... Harrison was Harrison the one who uh, he scored this week that peach of a goal. Yeah, yeah, he got a yeah. Lucky one, um, yeah. Is he going to yeah. live up to what he's kind of that benchmark that he's setting in game week one? The likes of Stuart Dallas, he got an assist this week. Is he going to keep his place and uh, you know live up to any potential little things like that? They, you know, that was kind of why I, I'd say the Leeds and Liverpool match was my biggest surprise because Southampton losing one nil to Crystal Palace. Eh. It's not that shocking. <laughs> what was most surprising about that game, and I'd agree, I mean, when I was looking at other surprises, I was surprised how 
and maybe I shouldn't have been, but how poor Liverpool were defensively, they looked very poor. I mean, Leeds only had three shots on target and they scored for all three of them because, you know, they were, yeah, well, uh, I was going to say they're all high quality chances, but they're all in, they're all decent chances. Uh, Harrison made, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold look like a schmuck, but that line was like all out of whack. There was, it was not a level line, so they like they were weren't level and uh yeah i just that's what surprised me and the stats were showing that you know after project restart last season they weren't great defensively and they gave up a lot of big chances so i was always aware of it it's why i wouldn't go double liverpool defense this season um but i just didn't i thought that was mostly down to you know they had the title one but they started really rusty. Yeah. So let's see how that I think develops. I'd like to see Van Dyke pull his finger out of his arse um, a couple of times before I, you know, start seriously invest, like before I consider a double Liverpool defence. But moving on to the second part of Glenn's question. If your team looks weak, should you stick or hit or even wildcard? Uh, Seamus, I'll let you go first on that one. If your team looks weak, don't stick. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's FPL 101. Um, yeah, no, but you like it depends what yeah. week is like. If you look and realize you made a mistake and you know it's a mistake, act now. And if it's obvious in hindsight, yeah, act now. Um, I don't think hits are bad. I wouldn't wildcard. I wouldn't wildcard if you only want to take like two, maybe three changes. It's grand to, to take a hit this early in the season if you know what you want to do, but do it with a mind for somebody you want to play for the next two or three game weeks. Like, I don't mind taking a hit for you know to get in a sec to get in, I don't know. Calvert-Lewin if I think he's going to do better than uh, Mitrovic because I think I know I'll have him for at least three game yeah. weeks um, so and I'll get probably a value if he does well so yeah I don't mind doing that um, I'd only wildcard if you have to make four or more changes if you have to but if your team your team I, I saw his team he included his team his team is pretty yeah. pretty good um, there's only one or two changes you might want to do there look at what changes you can make find the best one um, take a hit if you need to but uh don't stick if there's problems in your team. I'm not sticking with yeah. with problems in well, my I team. Well, I think, so. you know, like in regards to the stick, you know, I think he means kind of like see like see it out a little bit. Maybe you're wrong with the weakness, you know, that kind of way. And it has only been one game week. So I understand I understand what he's saying. I mean, I'd go back to, again, the cliche of, you know, you've been thinking about this team for probably, you know, several days at least, if not weeks. Um, trust your gut a little bit give it more than one game week uh, and just see I wouldn't even be considering a wild card right now and I did see the Glenn's team and uh, yeah that's definitely not in wild card territory but um, yeah I just think uh, give it another week see what um, what what the data kind of brings up any other performances I mean I had note that this question came in before the Chelsea match had finished and I'm sure for the likes of Reese James owners which I think Glenn is one of uh, that will you know have put a bit of a smile on their face and kind of made things look a bit more rosy I'm sure you know uh, moving on to the next yep. question question number six and it's our, it's our final question and it's from a first time asker but long time listener he asked that we include that bit Ian this week has asked us if it's not too late for your questions here's one for you is there an argument for waiting another week to make transfers or should we be jumping on those Manchester boats ASAP yeah yeah that's a good, that kind of you know kind of you know encompasses lots of the things we've been talking about since the start of the drunk tank um, for me it's easy I'm jumping on Manchester straight away that was kind of my plan um, I'll be going with Fernandez this week and could the KDB the week after simple as that there's options out there if you want to jump on other you know you know Manchester players but uh, I definitely wouldn't be waiting what about you Seamus Are you, do you think there's merit to waiting uh, I don't think so Man City are one of the you know the team we probably predict are going to score the most goals in the league this season they have for the last couple of seasons in a row they bang in so many goals they um they're attacking players. They're players you want. Um, I think you move on them. The, the fixtures aren't great, but they doesn't really matter. They've got such a good team. They're kind of fixture-proof to an extent. Last season is behind them now, so we, it's clean slate. You have to assume they're going to start off, you know, on fire straight away. Um, I want De Bruyne in. It doesn't really matter what fixture he's playing. Wolves away is the one fixture. It's probably more of um, 
a negative fixture. They lost to the Wolves. They yeah. lose both times last yeah. season to Wolves. Um, so I'd actually, that's a tougher fixture than probably United or something like that um, in a, a Manchester Derby, probably, or Chelsea. So I don't want Wolves because Wolves are compact and they're organized and it's uh start of the season. I think Nuno will, they won't be fatigued from Europa League like possibly last year. So I think um, I'm not going to go for them in game week two. That makes it an easy move to go for United who are playing Crystal Palace at home. I don't think you need to double or triple up on United. Um, I think in time you probably want to double or triple up on City. But I don't think you need to be taking hits to do it um there is an argument for waiting for that reason on city until their fixtures clear up but i think that's overthinking it i think you just get one of them in whether you decide it's sterling de bruyne or even aguero if you've got like uh, a forward slot because i think we're overlooking aguero he could he could bang in fucking a hat-trick against wolves yeah. you know who knows so i'll be i'll be getting them in in, in game week three but if you're not going to captain them and i'm looking at my who i've lined up for my captains here probably not going to captain de bruyne or any Manchester City players in the first between game weeks, you know, two and five or six. So if you're not captain, there's no immediate rush. Yeah. You can choose your moment to go in because you're probably going to be on him what for I a while. What I would say, and I agree, you are probably going to be on him for a while. So you are making kind of like team altering this. Like obviously, every fucking transfer is a team altering decision, but you are making long term decisions for your team. Uh, but going back to like waiting a week or jumping on him ASAP. It depends on, for me, like, if you have set up your team for the transfer already, then, you know, don't hesitate. Just do it uh, if it's possible. And that's what you were kind of going, you know, with down the line anyway. But, like, if you took it, you know, kind of set up your team and didn't really consider Manchester United or Man City options for game week two, then just wait for game week three. Do you know, like, if it means saving that transfer, not taking the the minus four, and uh, coming into game week three with with uh, two transfers just to make it easier and suffer no hits, I'd almost go that way. Just because I'm of the opinion of you know, kind of taking it a bit more, uh, you know, a bit more relaxed in regards to to Man United against Crystal Palace. I think that's the one I'm focusing on because with Man City Wolves, that as you said, that could go either way to me and. Uh, I wouldn't be, you know, really wondering, you know, about a captaincy option for any of City against Wolves. But United against Crystal Palace next week is very, uh, you know, you could captain Fernandes in that. You could captain Martial in that. So depending on what way you've lined things up, I think now that I'm thinking back on it, Ian has Harry Kane because uh, I believe he captained him this week. And if that is the case, like for me, that's an easy Kane to Martial. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's like, the, the, the only thing that I have about Martial is yeah he's got a great fixture at home to Crystal Palace he scores a lot of his points at home tends to be kind of quiet away at least mm-hmm. last season um, and their next four home games are Crystal Palace at home yay that's a good fixture then it's Spurs at home Chelsea at home Arsenal yeah. at home they're three tough ones they could potentially lose those they usually do good against the top six teams at least they did last year um, so he could well score in all of those and he did score in some of those bigger games last year including Man City I believe so yeah, I think he could um, he could be an option, but they're not the easiest fixtures. They, the easier games, apart from the Crystal Palace ones, are away from home. Um, so I think in tight games like that, penalty taker is what I want, and that's why I'm leaning yeah, towards Bruno. 100%. 100%. And that is it for all of the drunk tank questions this week. Thanks to everyone that sent them, sent them in. Um, last week, we gave out the mini league code and we are about to give it out again uh, we haven't tweeted this yet which is kind of ridiculous I suppose at this stage shambolic, shambolic. Yeah, but um, I'm going to play it off as you know keeping it private until the game week kicks off and then we'll throw it out to the unwashed masses of Twitter but yes mini league code this season we're not going to do any rundowns yet we're going to save that up for next week just because uh, we don't have it prepared Simple as that. Um, mini league code EH4HH7. I'm not going to attempt yeah. any phonetic uh, uh, interpretation of that this week. It went down absolute arseways last week. That I think that's the the fan favorite part of this show now. So yeah, it's uh, E for Elmo, H for Harris. Harry, four for yeah, yeah. Harless. Yeah, no H for Harry. Number four H for Harless. H for Helen. And seven for seven. Eric Cantona. 
But yeah, that's the mini league yeah. code, lads. Get that on. Get onto that. Um, we are still currently sorting out a fucking prize for Alan Finucane from you know last year's winner. But I'm gonna put that blame firmly on Seamus. He's looking at me now with. Uh, I have. I have this kind of saved on my other computer tabs here, ready to order. It's not me. Um, and I wanted to discuss it with you as well. I don't know. I should just go ahead and make an executive decision and order these things. So apologies. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it immediately after this. So Alan, you'll be getting your prize very shortly. And uh, we uh, we will meet up with him, actually, because he's a Limerick man. I'm going to try and maybe meet up with him to maybe give it to him in person from a distance with a stick on a stick from a distance. I'll probably fall off the stick and smash. How about we just on. get him a stick? That you know, and then it kind of covers both of it. You can hand a stick from a stick's distance. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's consider it. Because I don't know how to. Respond yeah, yeah, to I was figuring uh, you were completely thrown by that one, and that's that's fair enough. Um, before we wrap it up, folks, anyone that listened to this last year your last season you might remember a little thing called the balls to the wall section with puck fathers, i.e., long shots and hot shots uh, which is basically kind of nailed on picks for the week we do not have that this week um what we do have instead is a it just a a, a pared down version of it where we're we're gonna pick both i think he's back i think we had some audio difficulties but I'm back. You're now. back. Oh, <laughs> I don't know, but I was making some scary noises, and I was vamping, vamping hard for a few minutes. But I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to fucking edit this. I haven't edited one of these in ages." Uh, anyway, you're well, back. back. It, 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 it went screwy on my side. I couldn't even hear what you were saying. So apologies. I'm back though. No, I was. I can't even remember what I was saying. Um, I was just hearing Skype noises there for for a couple of seconds, but I was talking about the puck files and the hot shots, and um, yeah, basically we're gonna revamp that up a bit better for next week. Maybe we turn it into a kind of shorter segment that we release kind of outside of the show. We haven't decided yet. There's loads to do. We had a, a pretty successful uh, episode, like just before the game week came out. We did an interview with Keen Cronin at FBL Uncorked, uh, our first. FBL High Stool edition of the the Hangover podcast, and that was absolute tremendous crack. And um, yeah, and still relevant and still up there for for listening anyway, because this is pre game week launch. It's not specifically about any one uh, game week. It's about Keane's approach, how he got to number one in Ireland, and uh, lessons he's learned, um, how he felt at the time, and how he followed up such a successful season. The, the following year so it's uh, it's a great chat um definitely check it out you know i think so definitely worth checking out even in game week two yeah no 100 i what do you mean in game week two you could check that out all the way to the end of the fucking season that's what i like i was going to say season. that I, I felt that might be too cheeky you know you know recommend it to your friends great christmas present for was... your loved ones I was very proud of that episode in terms of like it was a first for the show in regards to having a guest on and uh, hopefully the first of many and uh, we can bring some high school back to you. But as I was saying, we are going to throw out a missed opportunities episode later on in the week that will come out on YouTube. I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll do an audio version of it. I don't know how like, you know, how it turned out or if people would want to hear 15 minutes worth of audio, but it's there and uh, that will be hitting your platforms i suppose before the end of uh end of the game weeks maybe thursday uh but i do want to thank everyone for listening um seamus are you looking forward to game week two are you going to make a transfer this week uh yeah i'm going to be bringing in bruno for mane i'm almost certain of that and I, one of the things i want to do this year is make a decision early in the game week and uh go with it and not overthink things um go with my gut instinct once the game week starts or you know something uh, early on the game week and then not overthink it and change it so i'm going to do that i just don't know what day i'm going to pull the trigger hopefully it doesn't you know rise in price they haven't played yet hopefully he won't uh yeah and uh mané probably in game week too and i'll probably captain albamian but i'll consider uh, bruno i i don't know yet i'm 80 percent albamian i think completely understandable and i think you're right it is a bit worrying about 
like I'm looking at the prices and I'm thinking like I hope the likes of FPS statistics get their algorithms down pretty soon because you know I do not I can't afford a point one rise uh, or a point one drop from the likes of Sun but I'll be following suit and bringing in Fernandez. Seamus, where can they find us? Yeah, so we're uh, at FPL Hangover on Twitter, guys. That's where you'll probably interact with us the most. Drop us a DM. Uh, we'll be posting up questions, uh, you know, calls for questions uh, each week. Any questions you have during the week, tag us in those. Uh, we love getting those questions. Um, we can also be found at uh, email if you want to go old-fashioned. Send us an email at fplhangover at gmail.com. And I can be found at FPL Drunk if you want to, you know, bypass the pod and come straight to the talent you know, um, DMs are open. No dick pics, please. Yeah, skip the looks and go straight, <laughs> uh, straight for the brains. And and in case you are listening to this on any of these podcast platforms, I should mention we, we're not really kind of plugging YouTube. We're on YouTube now, guys, and you can find our channel at FPL Hangover on YouTube. So that needs to be said if you're not watching us. You can, lads. Thank you very much once again. Enjoy game week two, guys. God bless. Yeah.